yo, yo, it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Man, am I excited to share with you this person today, our special guest, because it's not very often that the guest is somebody that I actually have a business relationship with. Today, I'm introducing to you Shannon Simmons. She is a business owner. She's a business consultant. And she has been working with our company on making us fit for profit. No, one, well, I will say pun intended. I was going to say no pun intended, but the truth is pun intended because that's the name of it. And I'm going to uh, put this question out there. If you study business, quite often you think that revenue minus expenses equals profit. But what if it was revenue minus profit equals expenses? And I'll let Shannon tell you the rest of that. Shannon, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, Travis, for having me. I'm excited to be here. And that's exactly it. It's just a little bit of change in our mindset, right? Like, I love to say to people, you know, what happens when we put things last in our lives? Um, you, you know, we don't, we talk about not putting our family last, putting our family first, or not putting our faith last, putting our family for, or faith first, or um, same thing with fitness, right? Like, when we forget about fitness, and we leave it till the end of the day, it rarely happens. Same thing happens with our money. When we do revenue or sales minus expenses equals profit, it's left to the end. And that means it rarely happens. And so we switch that mindset just a little bit. You guys are a testament to the success of just that little switch and how much it can change the finances, the financial picture story of the business and anybody involved in the business when we just change how we think about it a little bit. Yeah, well, it was quite a journey uh, to meet you, um, actually, because I first read Michael McCallowitz's book, Clockwork. I see you have another one behind you, uh, Profit First. And um, and so that kind of led me to the idea of Profit First. And I just happened to read the version uh, Profit First for micro gyms. And then, uh, thankfully, being in a mastermind, uh, Matt Espute, who was working with you, I uh, said, hey, I've got a profit first coach. And I said, wow, I've wanted to implement these strategies since I read about it. But, you know, I just, you know, having a coach is something I believe in. We have a coaching business. So I said, okay, I need a coach. This is great. Um, let's talk about this really quick. Uh, there's a principle that's shared in, in these books that I mentioned, and it's called Parkinson's Law, right? And since you're mentioning that that paradigm shift that we all need to have, can you tell us a little bit about what Parkinson's law is and, and how that works? Yeah, Parkinson's law, I mean, the, the law itself says that the more of a resource we have, the more demand we will have for that resource. So this goes for any resource. Of course, we apply it to money, um, but we talk about it as an analogy to food. And in the book, Profit First, Mike talks about the analogy to toothpaste just because that's fun. Um, but the idea is that, you know, like, Let's talk about food. When you go to a restaurant, they give you two or three or who knows how many helpings of food, servings of food on that plate. And because it's all there, we eat it all. So the supply is more than we need. So our demand matches the supply and we eat it all, even though 
we know we're going to feel really gross later because we just ate all that food that we didn't need. And the same thing is true with our money. The more we have of it, the more we spend of it. So if we don't have a plan for that money and where we're going to put it, maybe different buckets that we need or have some guardrails around it for ourselves, then we end up spending it. And there's nothing left at the end of the day for savings, for profit, payroll, you name it. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things that go left unpaid. And those are good examples. You know, one example too that I uh, I like about that makes sense in everybody's life. I know you just came back from an awesome vacation and it's like, whatever time we allow ourselves, we're going to use it. But like, you know, everybody's been that person before to where like they had a couple days left before vacation. They're like, wow, I got done more in these two days than I normally get done in two weeks. And, and how is that possible? Well, you narrowed the amount of time that you were going to allow yourself to get things done, and you proved to yourself that you could still get them done in that amount of time, right? So when you're looking for a work-life balance, perhaps the problem with your balance is that you allow yourself too much time for work and that you could actually get the same amount done, or at least the important things done uh, with that little bit of time that you leave yourself. And so how does this apply to business? Isn't it that or if we see our revenue, we just spend to the revenue. Is that right? That's exactly really what it is. And, you know, every business, when you get started, you have to be focused on growing revenue and sales and increasing that, right? Because until you have that first sale, you technically don't have a business and you have some expenses that you have to start covering. But the problem comes most of the time we as business owners, we don't ever make that shift to to slowing down the thinking about revenue and the focus on sales, to step back and say, look at all this revenue I have. Am I doing the best I can with it? Am I making the most efficient use of it so that I still have profit left at the end of the day? And switching away from so much sales to a little bit more profit and reducing some of those expenses or getting those expenses in check because that whole time you were growing the business, your expenses were growing right alongside it. And so we get to this point where we have to say, I've got plenty of revenue. How can I pull back some of those expenses so that we have profit left at the end of the day? Really good. And let me ask you a personal question. Uh, what made you get into helping companies in this way? Like, what made you passionate about it? Was it something in your own life or something that you witnessed or a mixture of both? Or A mixture of both. But um, first and foremost, <laughs> my own story, like all these things I just told you, I'm, I needed to hear them as a business owner. So I was trained as an accountant, um, had my CPA license for quite a while and started a business. But just like every other business owner that I've come in touch with, world-class technicians, y'all are world-class trainers. I was a world-class CPA, did really good, did not know how to run a business. Even accountants don't know how to run a business and manage the cash in their own business. So um, I was probably about five or six years into business and had a tax bill that I couldn't pay. Mm. That doesn't really feel good as an accountant <laughs> whose main job I feel like is to help people make sure they can pay their tax bill to reduce the tax bill and be able to pay it. And then I, here I was not able to do it. So um, I, at that point, started a separate account for my own tax savings, um, but I hadn't read Profit First yet, didn't really know that there was more to it than that. And then that fall was introduced to Profit First, 
read it really fast and every page I was like, oh, this applies to this client. I've seen this client do it this way, all the things. And so that's when I was like, this is more than just a tax account. This is more than just my experience. Everybody's experiencing this. This is a yeah. system that can help everybody. And it's been life, life and business changing for me and so many of our clients. Well, I think that this is a perfect episode for Overcomers Podcast because there are some real financial issues that we all struggle with. Maybe it's uh maybe maybe today you'll apply it to managing your household and realize that you need separate accounts for that. But uh, you know, for us, as you mentioned that tax thing, the tax bill was always something that we're like, oh well, how are we gonna pay this? And we paid it on a line of credit, we've you know, scrambled for it, robbed Peter to pay Paul, you know, whatever we had founding membership sales because we just never knew to run a business in a way that would allocate a certain amount of money that you had coming in for the tax bill. It's just something that you don't know what you don't know, right? And so maybe we can talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you at Fit for Profit uh, give to people for running their business so that we can explain to people a little bit how it works. I know we we personally worked with a coach and uh, the the money comes in and, and then that coach works with us to see how those percentages are coming out. But but what is the overall strategy when you start working with somebody? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you kind of named it. We And we talked about it a little bit earlier. We like to call it putting guardrails around your money, because if you don't, you'll fall into those habits that we just talked about, where you spend everything that you have. So we want to protect your money from yourself in that way. And so we call it guardrails. Um, it's really about setting up some separate accounts so that you have a plan for your money. So as coaches, we figure out how are you spending your money already and then help you really just do that on a more mindful level rather than haphazardly. Because most of the time before you implement Profit First, it's pretty haphazard. You don't really know how you're spending your money. You just know you're spending it. So we put it into some categories. And then we help you, help you set up bank accounts so that you're doing that mindfully rather than so haphazardly. And it's things like making sure that you're paying your profit first and you allocate into profit before you pay your bills. And then whatever's left to pay your bills is what you pay your bills with. And maybe some of them don't get paid on time, but you still have profit left at the end of the day. We can have conversations about how to have conversations with vendors that you can't pay and how to reduce your expenses. Um, those types of things. But it's also, you know, some of those accounts start to grow balances, which is we want to see, but we put those in separate bank accounts. So there's there's four different guardrails that we set up. Those are two of them. We actually have a training on it. If um, if you want to share, we have a link that's uh, fitforprofit.com slash overcomers that we set up just for you guys that you can get a link to that training and and go through all four guardrails. But those that's kind of the the gist of it, you know, is really just protecting yourself um, or your money from those psychological things that are just natural for us as human beings. It's not, um, there's nothing wrong with you because you don't know how to do this already. Like I said, I didn't either, but there's a better way. And that's what we help people do. Well, thank you for setting up that link. We'll be sure to share that in the show notes so people can really understand this. Um, from a personal perspective, uh, I got into fitness because I'm passionate about helping people transform their physical fitness. And, um, you know, it's just something that's been a very rewarding thing for me on a personal level, but not always on a financial level. Uh, and so what I've witnessed is I've witnessed, Cindy has been the main one uh, working with the coach. And, and so Cindy shows me, and I said, what, what's that account? It's called owner's pay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
and it's like allocating a certain amount to owner's pay, allocating a certain amount for taxes, allocating a certain amount um, for other types of expenses that might come up, uh, you know, just managing your payroll better, uh, different things such as that. And, and it's been really, um, it really reduces the stress of business ownership to see a growing tax account and say, oh my God, we're not going to scramble for this or, or say, oh, wow, you know, we, we're allocating money to profit. There's going to be a profit, uh, you know, because those are hard things to figure out, but uh, you guys seem to really have a, a good system for doing that, you know, so thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for recognizing the system and implementing it so well, because it it it's just like in fitness, right? Like I can teach all day till I'm blue in the face. You can train all day, but if you don't implement the system on the back end and follow the rules and that we set up, still don't have profit at the end of the day. So you've done a good job of that too. Well, thank you. And there seems to be a few, um, you mentioned guardrails, but there's also some guidelines. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll share some of them because as people are starting to to hear the examples of some accounts that we just suggested, you know, a profit account or an owner's compensation account, if you don't have one of those, you know, think about that. Um, but I heard uh, something uh, said to Aspire Coach one day, and it was, uh, when in doubt, create an account, right? You know, so um, those are some of the things that you share with people. Um, are there other guidelines that you give to people to, to help them to kind of understand uh, how to handle various situations or... Well, I mean, that is a big one. It, that's kind of, it's a little bit more advanced because we want you to have five basic accounts when you get started. Pretty much everybody should have five. Although if that's scary, you can do this with two. You can get started with two. So don't think you have to jump in full, full ship. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier, making sure that you're paying your profit first. Because if we see people, you know, like, they're supposed to put 60%, let's say, into that operating expense account. And they say, well, I'll I'll do the 60% transfer and the, and the rest of the transfers on Friday, but I need money in my operating expense account today. Well, if you do that, the chances are you won't have all the percentages you need in your income account when it's time to allocate. So you, we just tell people you cannot transfer into any of your accounts if you don't transfer into all of your accounts. So you have to take care of profit, tax, owner's pay. You are your own best employee. Thank you for reminding me of that. And your OpEx account all at the same time. Then you pay your bills. And then, yeah, like once you've realized that, you know, um, my rent only comes out once a month. And sometimes it's not as easy as I would like to have rent set aside at the end of the month. So I'm going to start an account just for rent. Or I would like to have a marketing account because I want to have, have a big plan to do some big new um, project and I want to, you know, big new launch and I want to make sure that I have money set aside for that or payroll. Exactly what you said, Travis, when in doubt, open an account. You can always close accounts. Um, but it, it, we found that it's a lot easier to set aside money when it's in a separate bank account and yep. you're planning for it long term. We even have an adult prom account right now. I think it has... Um over $10,000 in it. And here's why we were selling all these prom tickets, but there is no profit in it for us. Like their proceeds go to ALS. And we're like, well, we really need to you make sure this money doesn't get mixed up. That's coming in, you know, and there's like 300 people attending a prom that's $45 a ticket. And so, you know, you can do the math on that and figure out that, you know, we got a lot of money to set aside to give to either the Radisson or the DJ or, you know, ultimately ALS. Uh, so 
um yeah when in doubt create an account that was a good rule for us to learn because we're like okay we need to because and we have other things that happen in our business like we have people pay registrations to do challenges that we just got to hang on this money until the challenge is won and then we give out that money uh, that's what the registrations are for so uh when in doubt create an account can you tell uh our listeners uh what the five accounts are Yep. So the first account you need is a profit, or I'm sorry, an income account. I got ahead of myself there. An income account. You need a place for all of your revenue to come in and sit before you disperse it to the other four accounts. The second account is profit. I mean, the name of the system is profit first. So that's going to be the first account that you <laughs> you allocate to. Um, then owner's comp, because like Travis said, you are your own best employee. And why be in business if you can't pay yourself? You just really have a shitty job at that point, right? <laughs> so pay yourself. Um, then your tax account, because we want to make sure that you have that tax savings so you don't have that stress of a tax bill that you can't pay. And then your fifth and final account is your operating expense account. Everything else comes from. Let me ask you a question for those listening about uh, the, there are business owners that work in their business. And then, uh, you know, so... Are they part of the team pay? Are they part of the owner's compensation? Are they part of both? Because, you know, they might be listening to this and saying, okay, so should my pay be separate? And then, of course, some are listening to it from the perspective of owning a business that they don't work in. Good for you. You're a real business owner. <laughs> you know? Sure. <laughs> then, you know, uh, maybe like me, you know, listening from the perspective of I'm working in the business. So there's a, a team pay account and then there's an owner's compensation. How does that work for those two different scenarios? Yeah, I, I know as a listener, you're probably not going to like this answer, but it depends. Um, and that's really what we help people figure out when we're consulting with them is where is the best place for your pay to come from? And not necessarily the best place, but what role are you fulfilling in your business? And let's make sure your pay comes from that. So you're always going to have your owner's pay account. You are the owner. You're going to pay yourself from that. But you might also have some of the team pay. And if you're a solo practitioner, it's just you running your business then the team pay and the owner's pay is all yours. Um, but we want to make sure that we are separating out that, that work in the business money so that you can grow into that true business owner, not just a practitioner, where you can start to pay somebody else to do that work. And if you're just viewing it all as your own pay, it's really hard to let go of some of that money and pay it to somebody else. So we, we do split that out for that reason. Yeah, I, I think that right now we're kind of on the philosophy that it's a little bit of a combination because if we, we look at it and we say, well, if we want to know that someday we could pay somebody else to do like the job of coaching on the floor that we're doing in our particular business, then of course we have to allocate at least a portion of ourselves to that team pay account. Uh, otherwise, it's not like there's pay in there to replace ourselves, right? You exactly. know. Uh -huh. And that's, you know, coaching on the floor, it's GM, it's marketing, it's any of the roles that you do in your business that you would like to delegate to somebody else at some point. Now, most people are listening are thinking, well, I only have one account. And how does this work? I'm going to tell you from a personal experience that my bank was shocked when we walked in and we said, oh, you know, we'd like to have these five different accounts. And, they're, and it was almost like, they wanted to tell us now, based on our idea, they wanted to become our coach. And then we're like, no, listen, we already have a coach. <laughs> this is a system that we've been given. And so we need these accounts open. Um, 
But what would you say to people? I think there's a variety of things that we could cover right here because some people might be worried about the expense of opening up multiple accounts and they might need to be prepared to, to handle with a handle a bank that might be a little bit resistant to them having multiple accounts like that. So uh, can you just talk about that experience that people Yeah, have? that's an interesting experience, Travis. I've never really heard of a bank wanting to become a coach. Um, but I think my first response to that would be, well, you haven't been coaching me for however long I've been in business. So why all of a sudden now? And what advice are you going to give me differently? Because you haven't given it to me already. Um, and we definitely want to try something new and different because what we have isn't working. So yes, banks can want, can charge fees. Um, a lot of times if you go to them and say, hey, can you give me six months to get to minimum balances or something like that? They can usually waive them for six months. If you're just talking to like the, the teller at the bank or the person you got on the phone, ask to speak to a manager. They usually have a little bit more power to waive those fees. Um, the other thing is, I know a lot of times business owners will say, I have a really good relationship with my local bank and I want to stay there. You can absolutely stay there. But one of the actual rules of Profit First, if you will, is that we want you to have two banks. So stay at that bank for a couple of your accounts and open an online bank. There's plenty of them out there. We actually um, really highly recommend a bank called Relay Bank. Super easy to open accounts, super easy for us to work with them as your accountant and do transfers. I mean, they've actually partnered recently with Profit First and um, are making it super easy to do percentage-based transfers, which doesn't happen with a lot of banks. So there's other options completely free at Relay as well for those more often used accounts. So you can still have your relationship with the big bank or the local bank, whatever you have, especially because a lot of people have debt with banks right now with EIDL and stuff like that. So you need to maintain an account there, but you don't have to do all your banking there. You don't have to let them have all your bank, all your money. So let me ask you, you, you recommend that people have two banks. What's the reason behind that? Yeah. So um, you, I think, talked about your profit account growing a balance and your tax account growing a balance because most business owners only have to pay tax maybe once a year, maybe once a quarter, but it grows a balance. There's a can be some temptation in seeing that money sitting right next to an empty bank account. So my OPEX account is really low and I need to pay rent or my payroll account is really low and I need to pay payroll. And look, I have like $10,000 sitting in this tax account. Why don't I just transfer it over there? So one of the principles of Profit First, those guardrails that we put in place is to remove that temptation and one of the ways we do that is to have that at a completely separate bank so that when you log into your online banking, there's really no temptation there, right there on that screen. You have to go to another bank. We make it hard to access. We don't really want easy transfers between them because we want you to have to think about, if I take this money out of my tax account and pay payroll with it, what am I going to pay my taxes with come April? Another great so little guy. Or, or guardrail, you know, guideline or guardrail, you know, there's, there's been a few that were discussed today. One was about making sure that when the money comes in, that you put it in every account right away, um, you know, not, not waiting, you know, of course, the other one was one in doubt, um, create an account. And then this one uh, right now that we're talking about, which is um, removing the temptation, right? You know, you, I mean, if you're, if you are doing a fast, please do not stare at dessert all day long, right? Like, I mean, like, you know, like, I'm just saying, you know, like, that is a tough thing to do. Like, I don't want to look at my favorite foods all day when I'm on a fast, right? And, and you don't want to look at money that you should not be spending. So 
That is a great rule of thumb. Uh, I really like that one. And while we're on the topic of these business accounts, I do want to say for the listeners that once we got our bank to understand that this is something that we wanted and that we were working with a coach and yes, they were going to have a little work to create a few accounts for us. We also learned that those accounts, um, if we had a certain cushion, they weren't going to cost us anything extra. So I, I've heard people say, oh, well, then you have to pay all the extra fees for accounts. And it's great to have accounts that have a cushion in them because uh, these cushions we did not have yet before. We did not have a, a tax cushion or an owner's compensation cushion or uh, you know accounts that had a minimum balance so that there would be no fees. And, and even while you're working your way to that, uh, that cushion, that minimum balance, uh, we found that if we had five transactions in a certain account that, you know, they weren't going to charge us a fee either. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really just a matter of having a conversation with the bank and asking, you know, what's, what's the requirements. And usually we can figure out a way to make it work. So uh, by now our listeners are probably thinking that, well, this is a, this is a really good idea. What is the process for working with profit first? Uh, do you guys do like a, uh, an initial, I should probably remember, but it's been a, been about a year now, right? <laughs> I think it's been a little while. Um, yeah. What's the process for reaching out and meeting with a coach and figuring out if it's a good idea for you? Yeah. I mean, anybody can go to fitforprofit.com and there's a button book a call. So the first call, the first step is always to meet with one of us and, and just for us to learn a little bit more about your business and which one of our services is truly going to be the best for you. Um, for most people, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching, and the very first step is we do what we call a diagnostic. Uh, we, we get a look at your accounting records, whatever they are, QuickBooks, Zero, spreadsheets, bank accounts, whatever it is. We want to see kind of what you have so we know what we're working with, right? Um, it's kind of that initial assessment. And then we do an assessment and figure out, like I said before, the percentages that you've been haphazardly running your business with. Has there been any profit? If so, what percentage? Have you made any tax payments? If so, what percentage? Same with owner's comp and owner's pay, or I'm sorry, operating expenses. Um, and then we create a plan to help you get from where you are to some target allocation percentages and better profitability. Uh, and step-by-step, step, hand hold your hand through opening the bank accounts, through doing those first allocations, um, really as many calls as you want um, until you're comfortable doing that on your own and then ongoing coaching because shit happens in business, right? <laughs> like right, right. Somebody quits or the tax bill is more than I thought it was going to be or a gym opens up across the street and I'm not sure what to do or, you know, business is booming and I have more in any of my accounts than I thought I was going to have. Um, and actually, that's a good problem, but it is a problem. Like more in your operating expense account, we want to get that allocated into profit tax and owner's comp as soon as we can so you don't start spending it where you shouldn't be. Yeah, especially with most businesses that are going to have a, a peak season and then, you know, other times there there seems to be a consistent adjustment of percentages, right? You know, you may be having a, a good season and so you can allocate more to those accounts that you want to get more profit or set more aside for taxes. And then there's going to be times where, you know, you're going to have to adjust it in the other direction. So that way you make sure that everything's getting paid. And, and it is very helpful for us to have a coach. I will say this. I think there's a rule that applies to most businesses. And it's this, that if you want to make more money in your business, there's only about three ways to do it. And that is to get a new customer or sell a current customer something new or to eliminate an expense. 
And what I appreciate about working with you is also the slash and burn, uh, where we we take a look at these expenses and say, okay, uh, you know, what in here doesn't make sense? And, and, you know, for our listeners, I bet you that you have something recurring <laughs> that you didn't even know you were still paying for, right? You know, so it was really <laughs> cool to change accounts and, and see what shows up and, you know, also just really assess things and, and do that slash and burn. So very good. Now, I know you're also putting out uh, regular content. I get some of it. Is there a good place for people to go and and follow and and read content and, uh, you know, maybe even be on like a newsletter or whatever? Yep. Again, uh, footfitprofit.com. There's a a subscribe button at the very bottom. If you scroll down there, you can get on the newsletter. We send out weekly tips and tricks, uh, just ideas that we have things that are going on in the world that you might want to be aware of business, financially related, all of that good stuff. So. Yeah, that's fitforprofit.com too. Cool. Any final tips or words of wisdom for our audience? I would just say, I mean, you can also find me on all the social media channels. I'm there, Shannon Simmons and Fit for Profit, either way. Um, And, you know, we've talked about all of this stuff, but like I said, if any of it seems overwhelming, you really only need two accounts. Get an income account and get a profit account. And every day, start allocating 1% of everything you get that day into the profit account. You'll start to see some changes. You'll start to get some momentum. And then you can reach out at that point if you're scared to do that right now. And what the shocker will be is that you've been able to allocate something to profit, yet still pay your bills. And there is Parkinson's law that we started off with, right? Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Well, Shannon, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for helping out Journey to create systems for uh, finance. We've had systems for our fitness operations for a long time, but uh, you've really helped us to systemize our back end. So thank you for that. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Travis. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!